Astana Talk Radio. Astana Talk Radio is a volunteer-only, non-profit blog talk radio show that is not endorsed by Astana Caddick. Astana Caddick is not responsible for any of the content or comments made by anyone on the following show. Astana Talk Radio will not be selling or requesting anything in the name of Astana Caddick. This show is a unique opportunity for everyone who supports her to get together on a regular basis to try to catch each other up on everything Stana. Our hope is that this show will be an additional fun place for everyone to participate and enhance our continued support of this amazingly talented woman. Well, hello, and welcome back to Stana Talk Radio. Tonight is Tuesday. Yes, it's another Stana Tuesday. It will always be a Stana Tuesday here on STR. May 10th, 2016, and this is Cheryl in the middle of the country, Kansas. Hello, everybody. This is Mia in the on the west side of the country <laughs> in Oregon. <laughs> well, I guess I'll follow suit. This is Elena on the on the on the right hand side of the country in Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> Hello, we're so back to we're back together. I missed you guys. I, like I know it's together. nice. I know it's always it's never right when one of us is missing. So we're glad you're back this week, Mia. Thanks. Yes, Thank you. I missed you too. We're very proud of you. She did fantastic, you guys, on her uh, final. So we're very mm-hmm. proud of this young lady. And so. <laughs> She just went right into her next semester, though, so busy, busy girl. Yeah, no but break or anything, not even a week off. So That's this is crazy. for yeah. you, Mia. Woo! Well, gosh. Oh, you know, First, can I, can I say something first? Um, we here at, mm-hmm. S, at STR are, like we just said, all over the United States. Plus, we have um, Vanessa, who's in Paris, France, who does our Tumblr, and Stephanie helps us out with Facebook. We see some of this, these terrible events that are happening in the in the world, as well as weather. And, you know, there's disasters everywhere. But we've had some recently here in the middle of the country and just like each of you, we sincerely care about each other. So even though we may never meet each other face-to-face, we generally do care about each other. And we received this note today, and I just wanted to take a moment and read it. And it's from Lori in Oklahoma. She's Twitter handle of BBFan underscore, is it LD? I think it's LD. She writes, <clears throat> Excuse me, dear STR, I have watched Castle since the beginning and listened to STR for the past several years. I interact with people from the community on Twitter and Facebook often, but I have never called into the show. All of that said, I'm unable to call this evening, but Cheryl agreed to pass this on for me. <laughs> Recently, my state, she's in Oklahoma, has seen tornadoes and several on several different days. Each time I've received messages checking on our safety and I'm so appreciative of your concern. I often see posts from you checking on others as well. Our only connection has been the love of this TV series and the adoration of an actress named Stana Caddick. 
Life provides us with some amazing opportunities for friendship, and STR has made it possible for me to interact with people I would not have otherwise. Thank you so much for all of your concern. Continue your compassion and kindness to others in this community. You are the best. Our storm season will be over in my state and our beloved show soon, but I hope to continue our conversations. Always, Lori. So. Uh, we get That's these great. from time to time, and I always forget to read them, but uh, Lori DM'd me uh, yesterday and knew she couldn't read this, so <laughs> she asked me to. So keep it up, you guys. You know, I think that's one of the things I love the most about our community is we genuinely care, and that's why right now it's so difficult on all of us in the, that are Stana fans of what's going on right now. Um, and... <sighs> On that note, I guess we'll just get this week. We're not going to have any news like last week because we know the the main news already. And no, I'm not going to do the ratings. <laughs> so okay. let's just go to the roundtable. Is that okay, ladies, tonight? Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm fine with okay. me. Okay. Well, anybody that's listening for the first time, I'm going to play this little bumper and it'll tell you how to connect to the show if you're listening live. Thank you oh. for listening. To- oh. <laughs> <laughs> A little humor. Nope. <laughs> Wrong one. Okay, that's not it. This is the the uh, roundtable call-in. <laughs> Join us in the STR roundtable discussion. Call us nope. at 347-857-4368. That's 347-857-4368. And press the one key to enter the queue to join us live on the air. Or log into Skype on your PC and click on the Skype icon from the show page at blogtalkradio.com slash Radio. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, um, yeah, I guess I'll just jump right into it. Last <laughs> week we... <laughs> Last week we had um, talked about, started talking about Beckett herself and what she's kind of um, meant to people over the years. And so we decided that this week we were going to focus on um, on Beckett again, obviously, because it's kind of like a, a three-part tribute to uh, our favorite character. Um, and so this week uh, we had asked you guys to think about what your kind of favorite Kate Beckett moment has been, if you could possibly (laughs) narrow it down (laughs) to just one. Um, It's kind of like Sophie's Choice, right? (laughs) How do you choose your favorite one? But um, hopefully you're all able to think of one that stands out in your mind for one reason or another as something that, um, you know, a moment of Beckett's that kind kind of takes the cake or stands out for you as one of her best moments, something that made you laugh really loud or cry really hard or just be really, really proud of her. So, yeah, so I guess that's where we're going to start tonight. So let's see, um, do we have people who with their hands raised tonight, Cheryl? Yes. Oh, sorry, yes. Oh, I put it in the wrong chat. <laughs> oh, Cheryl. <laughs> I am really messing up. See, I'm so upset. No, I'm kidding. Let me put it down here. <laughs> I apologize. There's one. All right. <laughs> There's two. <laughs> I see them. They're coming through. The oh, names gosh. are popping Mia. up on my screen. Mia's copying and pasting them from the other one. <laughs> oh, good job, Mia. Thank you. See teamwork, right there. Teamwork. Okay, so let's bring uh, let's bring Kathy in here. Okay, let's see if I can do that right. Okay, hey, Cheryl, Kathy. Good luck. Well, well, 
<laughs> is it okay to talk? Are you ready? <laughs> How about this weather we've been I having? I think so. <laughs> oh, we want to talk the weather? Yeah, I know. That's terrible. Nuts. So I think our weather's off a month. I think it, the weather, Mother Nature thinks it's April, and uh, we had such a dry April. Now it's all rainy in May, but anyway. Well, hello, everybody. Hi, Kathy. Hi. Congratulations, Mia. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. <You're welcome. laughs> well, you know, there's no way to, um, gosh, to have one Beckett moment in, in eight <laughs> years. My goodness. Uh, but I did, a couple came to mind, and they're just kind of silly ones, but um, uh, the one that first thing that popped into my head was um, when, uh, in season one, and um, she's calling him Kitten when the, the, mm-hmm. the deep-fried Twinkie shows up. Yeah. And then he says to her, you know, you know what I really, really want, and he's moving in on her, and he says, don't, you know, never, ever call me Kitten, and then she turns and does that smile and bites her lip and kind of rolls her eyes, you know, and uh, I, that was just, uh, I don't know, I just love that particular moment. You, you know, it speaks so much mm-hmm. about where he is and where she is and where they want to mm-hmm. go and where they're going to eventually get to and stuff. Right. And um, I did also, uh, if I can do more than one. Sure. Uh, I, I noticed um, Astana is so good at the character, and it's she's so subtle in some of the stuff, but I noticed in season uh, <clears throat> somewhat in season five, but really in season six, after she had was totally, you know, committed to the relationship and 100% in in uh, with uh, Castle, that when she did interviews with people that had lost a significant other, a spouse, or, you know, husband, wife, or whatever, that even her her interview technique, she was um, she came across a lot more gentle and sensitive. And it's a subtle thing, but but I picked up on it, and it's almost like she was saying, "Well, now I, you know, now I'm sold out to the the love of my life." And, mm-hmm. You know, she has even more awareness of what it would be like if she lost him, when talking to yeah. someone that had just lost the love of their life. Yeah. And it's a subtle thing, but she just it was she was gentler. Her tone was uh, different. She's just fabulous. I mean, it just you know just those little things yeah. like that that make that character. Uh, just be so real, because you could see someone who was, you know, you had a superficial, you know, well, I, you know, I, she was, you know, getting justice for people from a different point of view, mm-hmm. you know, driven by the, you know, from from the loss of her mother, but not necessarily from the loss, of, you know, of the yeah. love of her life. So it's just subtle, but really different. I don't know if anybody else picked up on that, but I, I noticed that, and and you know, when she leaned forward and she just changed her whole tone of voice and. And, yeah. uh, you know, just, uh, just fabulous. That's only well, you know only what? I think that when we pick up on things like, like that in the character, those really subtle nuances that we notice, I think it's just a, a testament to how committed Stana really has always been uh, to not just playing a role, but really to creating a three-dimensional uh, exactly. character, yeah, who really comes off the screen and you feel like uh you know she's a she's a whole person it's not just that she's reading some lines and she's spouting them and adding a little right. bit of this, a little bit of that to it well even in, really, that's so evident like in the first episode when she chokes up and you know when the that first episode when they're doing the commentary on flowers for your grave and bowman is you know he he says well i'm waiting for her she gives her line to move on 
and she gives her line and she tears up and she's she's already emotionally invested in that you know they've only, it's day you know it's episode yeah. one and it, and I personally think that that probably changed the trajectory a little bit of the character um, to some to some more depth that they you know to to mine it a little deeper maybe not knowing um, Milmar but. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah. it's just—it's uh, amazing. She's just amazing. So, uh, yeah, and again, I—I yeah. I will state that for me, I—I am—I am going to consider the end of season seven, the end of the series for me. And I was actually able to watch some of the some of stuff on TNT today. And so okay. uh, I have just determined I'm not going to let you know ABC in some suit determine, you know, the trajectory of my story. <laughs> What a good I'm going to determine the trajectory of my story. <laughs> yeah, you know no, what I mean. Just like, sure. you know, I'm not. Yeah, they, you ain't going to tell me what to, where to stop and what to believe, and you know. But I'm, yeah. I'm and I hope that everybody can eventually get there because it'd be a shame if if we can't. You know, if not everybody mm-hmm. could. And I understand if if some people won't be able to, and that is a real shame. Yeah. But I, I hope I, after time that people will will be able to at least. You know, time will put some distance between it because it, it's a shame to, to not appreciate uh, all the work that was done in creating yeah. the series and the in the, in the particular yeah. characters and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, well, thank you, Kathy, and I I just think that you know you you really highlight something important uh, to so many people out there that are Stana fans um, and fans of Kate Beckett. It's that you know this character has. Event has come to mean something different to each of us and affect us in different ways and kind of uh, speak to each of us, I guess, differently. Mm-hmm. And I think that the outcry that we've seen via social media and, and even in, like, um, articles that are being published by various um, media outlets just yeah, talking about what a monumental yeah. mistake this is on the part of the network, it's just... It's just really a, a, just a reflection of how dear this character has become to people. That People would rather see the show that they love canceled than continue without her because it's just unimaginable. And when we're talking about these moments tonight, those favorite Beckett moments, whether they're dramatic moments or kind of silly moments or cheeky moments or romantic moments, um, whatever they are, they kind of just they are all part of this kind of mosaic of mm-hmm. these moments that will, will stand out for us and have kind of come together over eight seasons just to create this character who for us is more than just a TV character. We, I, I feel like, um, you know, I'm just thinking about next week and I'm actually having anxiety basically about what am I going to watch this episode and there's a part of me that doesn't want to watch a big part of me and then there's another part of me that feels like I should watch cuz it's am I going to let her go through this alone and it's so silly oh, well. to think that you know well. like I know that it's silly to feel like I feel the oh, same way you're being melodramatic but at the same time <laughs> I, yeah I feel like how can I let this happen without almost bearing witness to it and um yeah, it's a very strange <laughs> feeling to have, but I and I I don't know if I'm really explaining that the right way. No, no, um, you are. No, that's fine. You are making yourself loud. Yeah, you are explaining yourself very well. So, 
Yeah, and I, it's, and I it's haven't. It's the emotional commitment. It's not just yeah. uh, it's not just watching the TV show. When you are when you've made an emotional commitment to a family member or somebody at work or in in this case this you know the TV show and and through the TV show through the people connected that you've met over the years and the friends that you've made, it's a it's you know mosaic is a good uh, is a good. Uh, Word and I was also thinking tapestry. You know, we're just all woven into this uh, yeah. collective community, and, and, and up until this point, there's been other points of reference with Stalin's different movies and things like that. But you're talking eight years. You know, this yeah. isn't like you know three months or something. This is eight years. <laughs> That's a yeah. long time. But you, you can know, you can uh, you can mark time by things too. Like I remember when Elena got engaged and I remember when Elena was Gaga over always and I remember you know Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well sure, yes. And exactly. And it and it's the emotional investment. That's the that's why it's so hard. We're emotionally invested in the character, but we're also emotionally invested in Stana, who has done nothing but give of her entire being to create Beckett to to ship the show to uh to be with you know to honor the fans and to just be a light for in, in anything that she does and so part of that emotional thing you're you're wanting to be there for her is because she's been there for us and yeah. and it seems like the right thing to do to, to honor her last days you know last time is uh, you know, as Beckett, I, it just kills me when I think about her filming it. I just can't even believe, you know, how devastated that must have been to to film what might be the, you know, the last time you ever played, you know, the character that you put so much into. You know, it just it just drives yeah. you crazy. So um, anyway. Yeah, I was thinking about that as we were talking. As hard as it is for us, to say goodbye to Kate Beckett, I can't imagine how hard it is for Stana to let go of her. Because, I know, isn't that something? Ugh. Yeah, she's embodied yeah. this character, and I'm sure that in many ways Beckett has taken on facets of Stana's personality, and maybe she's even adapted some things that Beckett has given to her. And when you, I imagine anyway that when you are when you're playing a character for eight seasons, you know of a TV show and uh, and when especially when you're someone like Stana who at, who is so invested in what she does and dedicated to her work mm-hmm. I, I imagine this must be really hard for her um you know to say goodbye to her and uh, no matter cuz we don't know how it how how it ends I guess next next week we're not really sure of Beckett's fate I mean I I, I can't. I don't even want to comment on like that kind of mm-hmm. whole conversation. Uh, well. But I, I think that if she doesn't get that happily ever after that Terry and Andrew obviously had envisioned all that time, mm-hmm. I, I feel like she must be really sad to feel. Well, you would think so, and I think that, that she, my, you know, my personal opinion is that she probably stuck around for eight to help trying to protect the legacy because, you know, they were gone. They both left, and, you know, she's an executive producer, and I think that she thought that she, you know, could have maybe protected a little bit more because, you know, they'd been turning it toward a different, you know, different way for a while. And, uh, you know, she, from what she said, she thought that she could go in and they were going to, you know, take the show a certain way, and it didn't end up going that way, but... Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, my 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 comfort in that is that well, it's not even a comfort, but 
I have to believe that she knew at some point in time that they probably weren't because they going to offer to renew her contract because they would have been in negotiation long before the end of the of the um, you know when the end of filming. So yeah. she probably had an inkling at the time it was filmed that that might be it. You know what I'm saying? So. But yeah. anyway, yeah, that just breaks my heart, you know, when I think about uh, her having, be, you know, having to say goodbye to Beckett. But, um, yeah. but you know what? We she will live on and on and on and on uh, for she us will. for you know for forever. We've got you know we got I got seven seasons of DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> she will live on forever, you know, and yeah, uh, and it was a good place in a lot of people's hearts. So, yeah, that's true. Indeed, she will. Um, so thank you very much, Kathy, for starting off, starting off this conversation and um, looking forward to hearing what everyone else wants to add to their favorite Kate Beckett moments. So thanks so there much, you Kathy. Go. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, let's bring our friend Kiara in here. Welcome Hi, back everyone. to STR. Hello. Hi, Kiara. Thank you. How Hello. are you? Um. I mean, uh, it's strange. This thing is bringing up so many things, and it's weird. Mm. <laughs> but um, I decided I don't want this uh, mess spoil everything because uh, both Milmar and and Stana did something so magical. That uh, that's the part I want want to um, to keep uh, mm-hmm. living me, and I think that that's the uh, biggest. Um, oh, sorry, my phone is beeping. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's the the biggest big thing I I can do for for them because they give me so much. This is the very uh, small thing uh, I can do to reciprocate or something like that. I know there is a word similar to that. I didn't. Mm. Yeah. It's strange, really strange, because uh, in since April I think, uh, I'm I'm feeling like this made my uh, depression kick back. Uh, the, the, you remember I, I told this story before how um, Stana, in particular, but the story helped me to fight my own demon. And this is very scary because they are not giving us the, the the happy ending that will put a seal of okay everything will be okay that we had since the episode one we always knew that everything would be okay in the end mm-hmm. so this is something that really messed me up a little bit but Stana is so sweet, and uh, she tweeted yesterday and did a 10 question, and 
it's funny because she's supporting us, and that's some that's a present for me. Mm-hmm. It's like don't worry. It's like I'm receiving these uh, subliminal messages that don't worry, everything will be okay anyway. Yeah, and uh, the only thing I can do is thank her. Uh, sorry, I'm keeping you. Loving you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I saw when I saw that she had done that um, ten questions thing. I was actually there was almost like I felt a, like the small the small sense of relief almost because I felt like okay, she's not that I thought she was like locked in a closet somewhere crying her eyes out, but you know she'd been so quiet on Twitter, and I was kind of thinking like, what is she? You know, what is she? she going through and how is she dealing with this and to see her uh, interacting with fans and posting like those you know pictures of her selfies that she took with i guess snapchat or whatever she had done or um an app that she was putting the funny masks on her face and everything um and then the 10 questions it felt like okay well you know she's going to be okay and obviously we know she's going to be okay uh, but i also felt like you kind of we're picking up Kiara like it's her it's her way of maybe speaking to the fans and reassuring us a bit like she's still there you know she's not going anywhere um we, we might yes be having to say our farewells to Kate Beckett but Stana is is still there and she's still um interacting with fans and she knows that we're there to support her too which is important so um yeah i feel like it was as much as she could, as much as we want her to be okay, I think she wants us to be okay, too, because I'm pretty sure she knows how very, very, very upset we all are over this. So I think that I know exactly what you're talking about, basically. So um, did you answer any of her ten questions? Uh, I answer all of them. Yeah, me too. Me too. (laughs) And I don't doubt that she read as many responses as she could because I'm sure it made her really happy uh, to hear what people had to say. So, yeah. Anything else you want to add, Kiara? Well, I want to... Well, um, the, the thing is, uh, the moment I fell in love with uh, Kate Beckett, mm-hmm. was already mentioned by Kate, uh, Katie, uh, she... The um, it was also Stana um, audition uh, scene, the the one in the room where she said, "Don't think you figured me out." Um, mm-hmm. She was so incredible, different from anything on TV. In that moment, it, it was the show, yeah. it was the writing, it was. The, the wonderful light that we had in uh, season one, but she, I I think she brought something that wasn't around on TV. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And she kept uh, kept over and over doing that for uh, all this season. Uh, she was so real, real. Sorry. Uh, her portraying, I guess, mm-hmm. the, the the emotion are incredible. 
I mean, there are not many actors that can break the wall between uh, screen and and audience. You forget you are watching something on TV. It's mm-hmm. like having a, a friend in a room feeling something. And this um, incredible emotion is what are uh, bringing their rights on uh, on social media in this day because uh, she was able to bring us in the story and not just bring us us a story uh, that's something incredible Stana did for me mm. plus yeah. she can she can play something funny like uh, the episode with the documentary when she was speaking with the camera, or um, or something incredible, dramatic like the daughter scene in the uh, Valley of the Beast, and mm-hmm. and you believe every second, and that that's something I want to uh, I don't know to remember and speak about for all the years coming and. When in 10 years we are going to see Sana in a 2000 role and something, uh, I'm going to remember the very, very first moment I fell in love with her. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, you know, I think that's important for us all to just really, you know, when we feel like we're having a, a tough moment or a really, uh, you know, kind of sad moment in letting letting her go. Just remember, you think about those times, you know, those moments that you realize, I really, really like this character, and maybe she's the reason you kept on watching. And uh, I think we all have that moment, uh, whether it's the same or something very, very different. But I think for I think everyone has one of those moments. And um, you know, you're right. I think. Anyway, for, I agree with you that when you when you're watching Beckett on the screen, when you watch Donna, it's easy to forget that that you're watching a TV character uh, because she plays her with such dedication and such heart that you, she really does feel like a real person. Uh, even when you when you hear it, when we've heard interviews with Donna in the past about things like that she imagines about Beckett, that her favorite color is purple and she likes strawberry milkshake. Yeah, you know, and uh, she's she's put so much thought into this character to make her very well-rounded and uh, to give her, like, the kind of depth that maybe isn't particularly necessary to think about what her favorite color might be or her favorite milkshake flavor. But Stana was obviously not just playing a character, she was living her life, you know, for part of her year, part of her years. And, um, you know, that, that, that really, it, 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 it really, uh, shown through very clearly. So, um, so thank you so much, Kiara, for calling in and sharing that with us. Um, let's see what Terry has to say. Go back to sleep, Kiara. What is it? Three in the morning? (laughs) Yeah. Get back to sleep. Thank you for calling. I'm going though. to do that. <laughs> okay. See you soon. Okay. Good night. Uh, Terry. Okay. Here's Terry. Hey, Terry. Welcome back to STR. Hi. How are you? Hello. Hello. How are you? 
I'm good, thank you. Good, good. So, Terry, if you if you um had had to choose one or possibly two, what are some of those really famous kind of famous iconic Kate Beckett moments for you? Oh wow, one or hmm. two or a thousand, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um. Well. I've been thinking about it, and besides the thousands and thousands that I could come up with, I just kind of narrowed it down to some of the things that kind of really resonated with me from the beginning. And I guess to start, I would like to say that in Flowers for Your Grave, which is still the best pilot I've ever seen of any show I've ever watched, um, I just love... I loved her, her, um, the way she came around, even in that first episode with, you know, hating and, oh, not so bad and kind of being attracted and hiding it and, you know, being kind of, um, you know, cranky about him. But yet you could just see that something right off the bat had caught her eye mm-hmm. and, being in her situation that she had been in for quite a long period of time, she saw, I think she felt the spark, the character felt the spark of getting out of that doldrum that she had been in for so long. And I think it was the first time that anybody had brought that out in her. And that's how I always looked at it is, Mm. oh my gosh, a light switch went on in my head that, you know, maybe I, you know, there's a spark inside of me that I thought was dead. So I guess resonating with me was just just that first episode when I saw the sparks flying right off the bat. But but more specifically, some of the the parts that I loved of Beckett were I always go back to second season season uh, episode five when the bow breaks and when they were coming down the steps at the end of the episode and it was supposed to be Castle's last. Mm. And that always, it always has been one of my favorite scenes because I think I kind of talked myself into believing that that's the first time that I think she really thought she might love him. Mm-hmm. I've always thought that episode for me was where I thought, yeah, she, okay, she realizes that she loves him. And so that, that, that particular episode has always kind of, or scene has always been really um, special to me for some reason. I I don't know why, but it just it, just the way they stood there and they couldn't say goodbye to each other and stared at each other and wanted a hug, but yet they shook hands and it was awkward. But I saw like the relief in her face when the mayor Captain Montgomery said that she that castle was going to ma- be maintained with her, and she was like acting like she didn't. Care, but she really was really happy about it. So that that one is really six, has always stuck out to me. And I guess I guess another um, couple would be like when she was jealous. There was some really great early season jealousy ish uh, scenes that I really enjoyed. The one with um, uh, in Rose Forever After with. Who was his ex-girlfriend? I can't quite think of. I'm, Kira. I'm blank right now. Yeah, Kira. Yeah. Kira you know, Blaine. when she mm-hmm. was so kind of jealous of him and her, even though they weren't really, you know, 
that far advanced in any kind of a real relationship, but just the jealousy scenes with Gene, when he broke up with Gina at the end of that one episode and she was standing there and she, she just like had this relief come over her body and the way Stana acted, that has always been one of my favorite scenes when he said it was over and she's standing there listening and I just love the way she portrayed that scene where she took a deep breath and kind of leaned against the wall and said, oh, I guess I do care that he is free now. You know, she mm-hmm. kind of resonated that. That That is still one of my favorite scenes. Um, even the ones that, like a couple other jealousy ones were just with um, uh, the, I can't think of the name of that one right now. Oh, the, the Nikki Heat, the Nikki Heat episode and all those jealousy moments. I just, I guess I really liked her playing jealous when she was trying not to, uh, you know, show that she liked him or even loved him, but she did. So yeah. just, just a lot of the jealousy issue episodes really are my favorite to this day. Yeah. Um, I, could go, I could go on and on and on, but I was just trying to, you know, narrow it down to some of my, my very favorite ones that just kind of, stick out in me no matter how many times I watch those episodes they I always say to myself oh I love that scene you know I always comment about yeah. the one with Gina so just you know just those kind of things and I, I think what you had said before was just that you know for all of us going through all this it's for me it's like the loss and I think you said it last week Elena was it's the loss of seeing Kate Beckett and Stana on our screen on a weekly basis. We're not going to be seeing her on a weekly basis anymore. And I really love that. That was just such an upper for me to see my favorite character every week. And, you know, we may see Stana down the line in certain things, but, you know, who knows how long that's going to be or how long it's going to take for her to get on something that we will be watching. So I hope it's soon because I really am going to miss the weekly you know, seeing her performances and be wowed by them and just Kate Beckett as a character has been by far, by far my favorite character ever. You know, I'll never, I'll never not love her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, I, I think a lot of people enjoy those same kinds of moments, those earlier moments of her having like reason to pause and think, like whoa, what, what what was that that I just felt or I just thought right there and fight, fighting against herself to you know to kind of keep those feelings at bay and then as they as the seasons progressed and her kind of being more even just accepting of those feelings and trying to figure out what to do with them um, those were some of my favorite episodes too just to really watch her struggle and um, get flustered and sometimes jealous. Uh, so yeah, those uh, I can see why you would like those. I like those too. So, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. So thank you so much, Terry. It's, it's I'm you know it's nice to kind of go back down memory lane a little bit and think about these moments that we love and you know we'll miss seeing on a weekly basis. But they'll always be there for us to go back. So it's important for all of us to do our best to not let whatever happens taint those moments that we really, really cherish and have loved over the years. And it's hard because I don't know how I'm quite going to do it, uh, but I'm really determined to kind of take Kathy's attitude and decide for myself that 
I'm not going to let this ending ruin something that I've really loved for years and years and years and just kind of live in those moments, I guess, and hold on to hold on to those as much as I can and maybe not dwell so much on on the negative if that's at all possible. So, um, okay, so thanks, Terry. Let's bring Maria in here. Let's see. <laughs> Maria, are you still there? <laughs> oh, oh man, Cheryl, I totally forgot. I told you you could read that message before. <laughs> well, here, let me read so it. So hold on, Ma- Maria. Just, just if you're just pause for one second. So Cheryl has a message from one of our listeners that she wants to read. Yes, this one comes from Cami Lewis. She's out on Twitter. Uh, at Cami Lewis, um, she said, and this is a Skype message. Yes, you guys can send me messages. You can't try to connect to me. Sorry, Shara. Share. I had to disconnect from you. Um, this is what Cami wrote just a moment ago. I suffer from PTSD and anxiety. So one of my favorite things is the way Beckett dealt with her PTSD. That's the one of the that's one of the most outstanding episodes for me. And I think she's referencing Kill Shot, which is. Um, uh, when Beckett, and I think that was season four. I used to have it memorized. <laughs> yeah, season four, 409. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, Kill Shot was when Beckett went through PTSD. And uh, I totally agree with you. Beckett had a perfect portrayal. So that's from Cammie. Oh, thank you so much, Cammie. I, I mean, it's always nice when we get messages from people that aren't able to call in, but I um, feel like they want to participate anyway. So thanks, Cammie. So um, how about Maria? Is she there? She's already on. She's on here. Great. Hi, Maria. Hello. Hi. I'm so glad you could call in. Uh, we, it's always nice to hear from you. How are you doing? <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're all right? You're hanging in? Yeah, I'm having a hard time with it for sure. Yeah. But. Yeah, I know. We all are. But, you know, it's nice tonight to maybe focus a little bit on those moments that stand out as favorites that made us smile or gasp or, you know, sigh and swoon, whatever emotion it was. So what are some of your favorite Beckett moments? Um, Well, some people have already said a lot of them, but that first episode when he was, you know, figuring out her story, backstory, that Mm -hmm. she could bring that much depth to a character that she'd only played for you know such a short amount of time like you really felt like she had a history that he was finding out you know it was just she was just so good even when she didn't speak how good she was mm-hmm. so and um the um oh my gosh I can't think of the name of it but the one where she found out that her mother um killer had killed other people Mm-hmm, when she reached mm-hmm. out to Lainey or when she said Lainey, like, just the way she said it, you know, there was so much there that, you know, she was just portraying. But anyway, I just, everything about Kate Beckett was pretty awesome. So, and I'll, I'll definitely miss seeing it on my TV every week. Yeah. That's, that pretty much sums it up, right? Everything about her was pretty awesome. And it's it's just it's it's really unfathomable to think like we're not gonna we're not gonna be seeing what's going on with her you know anymore week after week and um, it really is sad it really does feel like you're losing a friend uh, and it, I I guess like maybe it's not a hundred percent real to me yet until after next week's episode airs and like we have a sort of finality to it uh, it's just it really sucks huh. 
<laughs> it does. It really does. I mean, I've tried not to see all the stuff on Twitter because it's just, you know, but it's just frustrating and it's unbelievable that they could do this, you know, and it's just sad. You know, yeah. I really, really, I mean, and had it been that she decided to leave, I mean, everybody knows that a TV show doesn't last forever, but just the way it happened and that they're most likely going to kill her off and it's just nothing I was prepared for and it's really hard. Yeah, and I think that that really is something that is hard for so many of us is that we weren't prepared for this at all. I I don't think that many people were anyway. um, I can speak for myself and saying that I did not see this coming. And I had, you know, really prepared myself to be like, well, you know, this this might be the end. This is really last season I thought, you know, maybe, but this season I was like, nah, it's probably, you know, it's probably done. Maybe it's for the best and time to kind of move on from the show. And um, But to have it have it go on without her, without Becky, mm-hmm. I just don't understand. I just can't. I can't picture this at all. I have no idea what's going through the minds of the network or, you know, whoever's making the ultimate decisions, but I don't understand. And um, it's just... I think think we can all have a show of hands. We could all have a show of hands. How many people in our own lives have approached us and said, have you heard about, you know, and Mm -hmm. we're all like, yes. And Mm -hmm. they're concerned for us, you know. I know... Tons of you out there, you know, have friends and family who have approached you and said, did you hear this news? And, you know, obviously, yes. And we're not happy about it. So I know the word is spreading, even if it may not be on social media, how we're unhappy about what has transpired. But um, totally right there with you, Elena and Maria, that, you know, it's kind of writing on the wall what they're going to do. We just, you know, but I like how you worded that earlier, Elena, about how, you know, you're torn. You don't want to see this. Absolutely not. But then you want to see it because you want to be right there with this character that we've all grown yeah. with. We've lived lives with, you know, the, her human yeah. humanality is just right there on the edge, you know. Yeah. And, you know, it's such a I find that this is a very strange situation because, I mean, for many reasons. <laughs> but I just as a yeah. fan, just thinking about. No, I don't want Kate Beckett to die. I don't want that to happen. Um, but then you think of any other, like, what is, what are the options? I mean, for her to, what, be on the run or to decide that she's leaving Castle and going off to live a new life? I mean, it doesn't make any sense for the character. And it's almost like... It's the way it has to be if she does, if they do indeed decide, like, that's the route it's going to go because I don't see how else it could go. So as much as it's like I don't want that, it's I don't see another option that makes any sense. And however it ends, I just want to make sure, not that I have any say in this, obviously, but my hope is that it ends in a way that honors the character that as much as that seems impossible right now, uh, and it's, uh, you know, good luck trying to honor her in a way that's satisfying to fans. But um, I I just hope that however it ends up, that last moment, and however her story concludes, whether it is for sure 
ending this season or if they have a cliffhanger and they try to make you tune in to see how it what happens to her in the you know the beginning of season 9 I just want it to be that you feel like there's at least an honor to her ending whether if she dies then I hope that it's doing something that she would be proud of doing proud of giving her life for you know so um I guess that's a wait and see kind of a thing and I don't want to watch this episode, <laughs> but I really don't. Um, okay, come on over to my house, you know, fly in. Yeah, I'm just going to get my jet, and I'm going to hop on over. <laughs> and, yeah, Nicholas will come. He's, you know, he's a pretty good flyer. So, um, <laughs> oy, ugh, I'm getting I'm getting Painful. agita just thinking about this. So, oh, Maria, oy. <laughs> um what else would you, would you want to say tonight, Maria? Oh, I just wanted to say that, um, like Kathy said, I mean, Kate Beckett brought me to Stana, which brought me to this, which I've made so many wonderful friends through this. It's just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So I'll always be thankful for her character. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm one of the ones who's just going to choose that. It ended on season seven on the finale, and um, the rest of it was just in a, a different show. Yeah, I think a lot of people are kind of kind of backtracking a little bit and being like, you know what? Fine, this is this is how it ends, and that's where we left them at that, you know, benefit, and then going off to solve more crimes together. And and I think that you know that's okay. However, you know, you need to to kind of end it for yourself, and then write this last season off as some kind of bad dream, and whatever comes next, and. Kind of ignore it, I guess. But. Although, right. I did, although I did like Fidelis Ad Morum. That's my favorite episode. Yeah. That's the one I yeah, like. I picked yeah. one. This <laughs> I, I can't. I feel like I don't remember any episodes this season, which is not good. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'm glad, Maria, that I'm glad that you're able to kind of take that um, positive outlook and say, you know what, you know, you know, Beckett brought me to Stana or the other way around and then brought to brought us to this interesting community that we've built <laughs> that spans not just, you know, the United States, but we're global. You know, we're a global community and I think that's that really that's what Stana um would like to see happen with her fans and so it's you know, no matter what happens with the show, we'll always have that, and n- nothing can take that away from any of us. So, uh, yeah, it's good to have each other, I guess. You know, just <laughs> to kind of to kind of get through it, and it seems so melodramatic, but it's yeah, it's hard. It's hard to say goodbye to this character, and you know, because we weren't prepared. We really weren't prepared. Well, I, feel I like think the I rug think was pulled out from under us. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Uh, it's how it was handled, very, very mm-hmm. poor, very poorly done. And some PR people just really need uh, a new profession, I believe. <laughs> so. I always pictured it ending, you know, with a positive pregnancy test and mm-hmm. just that it was going to go forward and they were going to live a happy life and that was how yeah. it was going to end. So, But anyway, I can't change it, so <laughs> just dealing with it. Well, yeah, we're all we here. We're not going anywhere. We get lots of. I know that's the awesome thing. Is we'll still we have three you guys, and we'll up. still have Donna. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. So, 
All right. So thank you so much, Maria. I'm glad you were able to call in and chat with us tonight. Um, thank you, guys. Sure. Uh, let's bring Sharon here. Uh, we're down here. Hey, Cher, how are you? Welcome back to STR. Hi. Okay. <laughs> can y'all hear me? Yeah. yeah, we can hear you. Okay. Hey, I'm going to try this. <laughs> yeah, so I'm trying to on here. Block Talk Radio for me lately on the sites is not working, so I was like, I'll Skype in. Like, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're here. We're good. We can hear you. So uh, what what would you share as one of your favorite Beckett moments? Oh, man, there's so many of them. Um, probably my best ones are, like like a lot of people can say, you know, just her, just the way she exemplifies her character. Um, well, you know, we starting to carry her off and just the way she, you know, you, you could feel what she was feeling every time she was, you know, when she was doing, being happy, you could feel her happiness or she was being, you know, upset, you could feel how upset she was. You, could, you felt all her emotions. In a way, mm-hmm. betrayed, you could feel it. You could feel what she was feeling. Um, that was one of my biggest things about the character Becca. So it's not really any one particular moment that really, you know, just really grasped me. It's just pretty much her whole, the whole character. Um, you know, mm-hmm. she's, she's flawed, um, yet she, you know, she was a woman. Like a lot of most of us are, you know, we're we're all working women and you know, trying to, you know, juggle a career and you know, family and stuff that goes on in our lives. And you know, she proved that she could do that. She could do it all. That she could actually could struggle, you know, and have a major career, but also and still be a woman too, and still have feelings, and still get hurt. Um, you know, when a guy breaks your heart, and just you know, and can still fall in love, and still have you know a job, and you know, you know, getting falling in love with a guy, and um, you know, it's just the whole character. I mean, we can we can all relate to her so well. Um, it's not not it's not many characters on television that we can that you can do that with nowadays. Mhm. Yeah, she's a very relatable character for many people because she is so flawed and sometimes you know she'll do things that you you kind of want to like strangle her and then you think, "Ah, it's probably actually something I would have done." So, yeah, exactly. um <laughs> yeah. She's uh she's flawed. She's she's definitely far from perfect and she makes some really bonehead decisions. Sometimes or you feel like with her and her progress in this series, it was kind of, you know, one step forward, two steps back at times. But uh, we've talked about that before, you know, that that was a very realistic way to create a character where her progress wasn't always one foot in front of the other and, you know, a straight path. It was zigzag and backwards and upside down and loop-de-loop and, you know, until she finally got it right. And... I think a lot of people appreciate about that about her because it's it's a realistic way to go through life. You, you think you've got things under control, and then things blow up in your face, and you know then they all right things settle down again for a while, but then boom, the other shoe drops, and there you are again, stuck maybe in the same position you were, or a similar one, you know, and you feel there's frustration, and then there's success and triumph, and it's it's this. She's been through it all, you know. She's really had some really huge high points and really low, low points. And we've been there with her through it all. And it's been a great ride, and you feel like you've been through it with a friend. And so she's just very, very relatable. And I feel like as much as people might love the other characters on the show, they either weren't, 
you know, extremely fully developed enough to feel like a real connection with them. Um, but there's just something about Beckett that for so many people, for whatever reason, they feel really connected to her. And so it's just another reason why it's sad to say goodbye because you feel like, you know, is that connection going to be severed? Is it going to be enough to go back and watch the old episodes and remind yourself of that kind of feeling? And I hope it is. I, I want it to be for me too. I think it will be after the kind of hurt subsides a bit, whenever that is. <laughs> but she's yeah. a very, you know, she is a very relatable character and very well written, very well imagined, and extremely well played by Sonic Haddock. So, oh, so thanks, Cher. Anything else you want to add to that? Nothing. No, that's about to be it. Like I said, it's just it's you know, it's, I just hate to I hate to wait to the end in the way it's come way it came about. Um, that's not yeah. the thing. It's the way it came about. You know, if it was. If it was if it was up to her, was made was sound decision to leave. That would be one thing, but for it to go down the way it has, where it wasn't even the choice taken away from her, that's mm-hmm. what's saying. Yeah, what's you know exactly. We had talked. I think we had talked about this a bit last week, and I'd seen people going back and forth with this via social media, um, like Twitter. But if this had been Sana's decision to say, "Hey, you know what? It's been a great run, but I really want to move on and do something else," and uh, and then you could say, "Okay." all right, you know, like this was her decision and I'm sure that they was all taken care of in a way that she felt comfortable with. Uh, but it's the way it's been handled where it wasn't her decision. And, you you know, it kind of feels almost slapped together, this end of her story. And I don't like that feeling that it wasn't maybe, and I, I don't know, I haven't seen it yet, so I don't really know. But I'm just saying the feeling I'm getting is like, was this something that's kind of like, slapped together, like, yeah, we'll just end it like this, and it has to be good enough, um, or is it going to be something that, an ending that's fitting of this character and the, and her legacy? Um, so I don't know. I'm a little wary of it. Um, I hope that I wouldn't say that I'm pleasantly surprised. I hope that I will be pleasantly surprised. Like, there's no, there's no way. But um, yeah. Yeah, no I, 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 there's like a small bit of hope that I'm still holding on to that when we watch next Monday's episode, that at least there'll be some sort of peace about it. And um, I'm not like super confident in that, but fingers yeah. crossed. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people, the anger is is still at the same level it was when all of this came about, you know, publicly. Yeah. I think the anger yeah, in bad. some cases yeah. has gone up even higher based on some of the um, lack of maybe perspective as to how a person who feels about a character feels. And um, I think sometimes it, it, I know like in my case, and I'll speak for myself, it is um, upsetting, you know, I mean, immediate anger when somebody tweet something or demonstrate something, lack of, you know, like, oh, well, you know, no loss, you know, and move on. It's like, what? <laughs> you know, many, yeah. I mean, it's sad. So, anyway. Well, you know, it just, it doesn't, I don't like that we were trying, like, I feel like ABC is trying to sell us a bridge, you know, like, <laughs> don't, don't, don't pretend like this is what you're saying it is for budgetary reasons. It doesn't make any sense to let go of your half of the lead of the show, the core 
couple, the core of the show, when it could have been, and, and again, I don't advocate that this would be a choice that I would like to have seen, but in reality, if you're like, well, we need to save money, so maybe we should trim some of the secondary characters that the series would go on just fine without, we'd miss them, there'd be holes where they were, um, but you know what, it would still be a pretty good show without them. So why wouldn't you start there before you chop the head off? I don't well, I, understand. I, I think the, the the biggest key for most of us is that we started this show and have have traveled this journey that Beckett has been on through everything that she's gone through, her flaws, her triumphs, her everything. And then to see that that's just like, set aside like it's not important yes the show is called castle the story is about beckett and her relationship with her at the end now husband so it's casket so i mean that is the core of of what makes up this this special show that we've all fallen in love with so i think that's that's the part that we it's like ripping the heart out and saying okay you're still there you just don't have a heart you're good yeah i know you don't need that you didn't need that right I don't. I just I don't taking the engine out of a car. I mean, like, no, it's still great. It's still it's still a car. It's still good. It's got wheels. There's a, there's a, there's a got wheels. There's windows. Look at the doors. It's it's still a car. Yeah, but it doesn't work. It doesn't run. Yeah. So that's <laughs> that's, that's what I feel we about. We do appreciate that all the people that put all their time and energy and absolutely hard work into this show. We we do not discount any of that. Believe me. Not at all. I think each fan individually has their own feelings and thoughts, and I think we've seen them out on social media everywhere, whether you're a blog or a Facebook or a Twitter. We've read it. And, you know, some have opted for what uh, Maria said a moment ago. It ended with Hollander's Woods. You know, that's it. You know, I'm done. You know, they. Uh, that's it. <laughs> so. Yeah, or, and absolutely. I'm glad, I'm glad oh, you no, brought that up, Cheryl. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Keep no, going. just, you know, we don't begrudge anyone their jobs, people that are still there, resigned their contracts, and congratulations to them. Very happy that they get to keep their jobs. Um, and I, you, you don't ever want to wish people unemployment or being, you know, losing their jobs or their livelihood. That's not at all the case here. It's just that this was handled so poorly to to do this. I mean, there had to have been other ways if it was a budgetary thing, there had to have been other ways to to go about saving money than to say, we're just going to take one of the two leads and, you know, show you the door. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. And um, I don't, it just stinks. It all stinks and stinks of something really rotten. And I don't like it. And I know that none of us like it. And we, we especially feel that way because we, we don't like this idea that Stana, who is such a, kind and giving and dedicated person would have been treated poorly and i feel like that's also a big reason why you know we were in like defensive mode and it maybe sounds strange to people that are like well you don't really know this person personally and that you know that might be true but um it doesn't mean that you can't care about this person who has brought so much into your life um whether or not she realizes it you know so um, yeah, it's very complicated emotions, I think, really. A mix of anger and sadness and shock and disbelief and uh, none, of, none of it good. <laughs> not, 
no good emotions attached to this. (laughs) um, I'm glad we can have shows like this where we can say, hey, but let's talk about something that makes us smile or laugh at a good memory or to Mm -hmm. say, oh, yeah, I really love that moment because that's what's important. I know that Stana would want us to look back on that and say, yeah, let's, Let's focus on the stuff about Kate Beckett that we loved for all those years. Um, and so let's continue with our conversation with that. And let's bring Fee in here. Let me find her. There's a huge queue tonight. Hello, everybody, Ooh. by the way, that's listening. Hi. Here's Fee. Hey, Fee. Welcome back to STR from Down Under. Hi, Fee. Hey, how you going? Good. How Hello. are you? Good. Yeah, good. How are I've been- you? Been off Twitter for three days. I'm much better. <laughs> Sometimes you need to take a break from that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to you guys just then. I'm thinking I'd just been sucked into that vortex of anger and hatred and watching everybody start attacking people. And I realized, you know, this is really affecting my mood. I was really down myself. I was upset. And it was just terrible and I thought I have to just stop looking at this timeline because it's just getting worse I don't think it's eased at all I think it's actually getting worse mm. and um, just not looking at all the stuff going on in my timeline I'm, I'm a lot better I'm still upset but not not like I was feeling really angry and bitter and defensive of Star you know so yeah yeah um, and just yeah, so so if anybody's feeling the same, do yourself a favour and just get off. Just give yourself a week or so and just get off there because it really does make a difference. You know, sometimes you need to do that as much as it's tempting to say, you know, I just want to kind of commiserate and, you know, talk to people and see what they're thinking and share my thoughts. Sometimes you do need a little breather um, to kind of clear the, the space around you, I guess. But I'm glad I did that that too. Yeah, and you know, um, I know that there. I I feel like there have been a few days recently where almost like I didn't. I just didn't really, honestly, have time to even look um, at Twitter. Um, And it was. I you kind of notice the difference. I feel like when I start reading it, I get all riled up again, (laughs) and then I wind up going on like a rant of sorts. So um, sometimes it is for the best to step back and breathe a little bit, um, you know, and then you come a little bit to a better place, I guess. So being that you're in a bit of a better headspace right now, Fee, um, so, cause, you know, I'm, I, I'm glad to hear that too. So what, um, just, what, are, what are some of those Beckett moments that you like to highlight from over the years? Well, I, was, I sort of thought about it over the week and I thought, you know, there is no possible way I can even pick out a few. There are just, for me, there are just too many. And most of those come about as I'm watching the episodes. I'll be like, oh, I forgot about that. I love that. I love what she did there. or I love what she did here. And, and I feel that to single out like a few maybe takes away from all those ones that I cannot remember. But mm-hmm. there's, two, there's two that I can think of straight away that have that I do love and for different reasons. So one one of them is um, in Secret Safe With Me where she has is telling Castle about the stick man and, and the 
you know, the, oh, what's the, hang on, what's the saying that she says that um, even on the worst even days. On the worst days. And mm-hmm. the, reason, the reason that that always sticks with me is because I use that myself. So ever since I've heard that, it's been a saying that when something for me is not going well or I'm feeling down about something, I will tell myself that. And, I, and it helps me to look for something that's a bit better out, out of the situation. So that one actually has like personal meaning for me. It, it impacted me when I watched it and I've carried that through like the three seasons and that's something personal for me. So that Beckett moment is is like, yeah, something that has personally impacted me mm. because I use that. I use that saying in my head. I don't say it out loud, obviously, but... But it's a reminder to me that, you know, bad things happen and they do and they keep, and they will. Everybody has ups and downs and, you know, we have good things, bad things. But even on those bad days, there's always something that you can find, you know, that is is not bad. It might yeah. be small, but it's there if you look for it. So, yeah. so yeah. that's for me that, you know, the episode I loved, but not it's not one of my top episodes, I just... It's that part of it that has had that personal impact on me. Um, and then the other one for me is from Always, where, I mean, I love Always. That is my series favourite episode, and nothing obviously now is going to surpass that. But mm. uh, but where she, I mean, there's no words spoken, but where she's reflecting on the swings in the rain and after everything that she's gone through that episode and she's pulling it all together and, you know, she makes that decision that, enough's enough you know she's got to she's got to do this for herself and she has to let this stuff go and you know that for me was like four seasons of that character's growth and the culmination of her going through everything she went through with you know trying to hate him but really not hating him and fighting that urge to let him in as the season went on and you know finally realizing that I think, you know, her mother wouldn't have wanted that for her and that was it worth risking her life and dying for and that she nearly died and she hadn't told him how she felt and and that she got the courage after all that time to actually go and... For me, that was like Kate Beckett rounded out. You know, that was, that was her maturing and coming to a point where she realised that she could have both. She could have him and she could still continue to do what she wanted to do. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, I've probably mentioned it once or twice that I like that episode too, like a little bit. So <laughs> I'm familiar. I don't know. I've lost count. That's not, I don't know. That was crazy. I was, I was in a weird place <laughs> watching that episode oh, so I many times. I remember watching you watch that episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was a good summer. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, you know, I just I think that that's just one of those iconic moments with Beckett of making that decision of just kind of taking that leap and deciding to embrace this joy in her life as opposed to getting stuck in the darkness. And you know, and then of course 
even on the worst day, there's a possibility for joy. And I actually have that written in my in my classroom on the wall. And it's you know, and I, I talk about that with kids in my class a lot. That you know, like you said, even if it's a small thing, a small little glimmer of you know of sunshine and light on a day that otherwise is really awful, it's important to look for those moments because oftentimes that might be what just gets you through to the next day, to the next, you know, hour of your life and you need to survive, you know. And um, it's it's definitely a, a theme, you know, a message that can you can carry with you uh, for your life and apply to different situations. Because like you said, yeah, bad, bad things are going to happen and you're going to have really, really crappy days that you're maybe going to want to give up. Um, but if remembering something like that sometimes can be the difference for someone, you know, the difference between choice A and choice B. And, yeah, it's it's one of those things that I think when people look back, like kind of this amalgamation of moments that make up who Kate Beckett is, I feel like those two moments definitely stand out for a lot of people as, major major moments for her whether it's a turning point like in always or just this very poignant poignant declaration of living in a hopeful way and in a way that recognizes joy as opposed to a way that focuses on the negative so uh so thanks fee for sharing anything else you want to add to that uh no only to say that i'm with you as far as watching the finale next week um, mm-hmm. I feel like I have to I feel like I can't not watch it um, just I don't know just because I feel like I'd be letting her down and yeah. letting stuff down for me um, she put everything she has into that character and I feel like to walk away before before I see the end would be letting yeah. both of them down and I just like you, I don't want to watch it, but I feel like I have to. So yeah, you I know where be. I live too. You can fly in too. You land yeah. in. <laughs> Come on back. We're all going to Cheryl's, guys. <laughs> don't worry. I've been trying to work out how can we do a group watch because I seriously don't know that I want to watch it by myself. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's tough. And yeah, like you, thinking that it's only a week and that's it. You know, regardless of what happens, regardless if she dies, if she disappears, if it's a happy ending, regardless of how they do it, that's it. Like, that's it for Kate Beckett done. And that, I think, yeah. is what makes me more sad than anything else because, because, like others have said, this show and consequently Sarah brought me here. And it brought me to this show and it brought me to the friends I've made. And some of you know what impact that's had on my life and the travels I've had and the numerous people that I've met and befriended. And it's crazy to think that all came about because of a television show. It's crazy in my head that that happened. So it'll always have a special place, as will Stana for me. I mean, I'll continue to support her. Nothing will stop me supporting her, but... The show for me, yeah, I think like others, I've decided that thankfully season seven was written as a possible finale for the series and I can actually quite comfortably accept that that was the series finale because it rounds out very nicely and I won't be buying season eight DVDs 
and I will just have my seven seasons of Castle and that's it. I'll pretend this year didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, and let's just get through next week one way or another, right? <laughs> just yeah, breathe, get through it. Uh, yeah. So thanks so much, Fee, for calling in. Appreciate it. Glad to hear your voice. All right. Thank Let you. Us... Yeah, no problem. Um, let's bring Stephanie in here. Hey, Steph. Welcome back to STR. Hey. Hello. Hey. Hello. Good to How talk are to you guys. Yeah. Good. Glad you could call in. Good. Everything's good. Yeah. Good. Showing up for my weekly group therapy. <laughs> yeah. Weekly therapy. Group therapy. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Love group. I love your avatar. <laughs> I know. Yours is pretty cool, too. Hey, you know what? We're here to support her. Yep. Super Stana. Indeed. Yeah. I love her. Hey, yeah. So, so Steph, uh, what's, what are some of those moments that, that stand out for you as kind of like making the Beckett highlight reel? You know what? I I kind of kept it to moments, and I have a couple, where I felt like it was the progression of the wall breaking down, where she mm-hmm. let him in little by little. And for me, that started in season one where she tells him about the watch and the ring and, you know, this is this is for the, the life I lost and this is for the mm-hmm. life I saved. You know, just she let him in right then. And then season two, Sucker Punch, still one of my absolute favorite moments. And I've said this, since that time it aired, the very end where he uh, he's you know going to her and he feels like he's caused this horrible thing because he shot Coonan, or he caused Coonan to be shot, and uh, you know she admits and she says out loud that I've gotten used to you and I want you to be around and you make my life more fun. And when I solve my mother's murder, I want you to be there. And I think that was the first time she kind of said it out loud so it it made her you know it made her brave to say these things and so that's what I'd like to watch about the character and then season two the finale that ripped our heart out but she was going to say it again and that's when she kind of got shut down and we all still to this day our heart yeah. breaks for her when I they can't watch the thing. I can't I can't, it, it, I can't watch you it. know I'm watching it but she she was getting up the courage to say it, and those are the moments mm. you're like, just it, say it, like, you know, you just you just are championing championing her to 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 go forward with this guy because you know she likes him, and you know just those other the little moments at the end of the shows are is what I like to I like the moments, so you know Temptation Lane where he gets her the signed photograph and. She tells him about her mother staying home from school and what a special time that was for her. And just the way she smiles at him and he looks at her so proudly. It's just he knew what a he knew what a huge step that was for her. And um same with the the moment with the the one writer girl. I love that and I have to rewind that scene every time because Mm-hmm. She says all to him, and she she commits to him basically. She says, "I'm a one writer girl," and that's all he needed to hear. She's, you know, she's pretty much his. 
going to take him a while, but she's his. And so yeah. just the way she sits down at her desk and just kind of awkwardly goes about her business, and he just gazes at her like he's so proud of her. And those those are the kind of moments that that I love about the character that, you know, the the zombie moment again at the end where she she says, I'd like you around when that wall comes down. Like those things were all things that she never that that season one Beckett never could have said. Yeah. But as the yeah. seasons go on, she's you know, she's getting brave enough to say these things because she wants him. And so that that's where it's been, you know, really painful with this whole ending is that I feel like, like others have said, we've been on a journey with her. You know, we've watched mm-hmm. her. We've watched work toward this and fight for this. And, you know, we've been so happy for her. And she picked out her wedding dress and finally got married to this guy and finally got justice for her mother. And I have always been one of the ones that wanted it to end with Castle Babies, too. Like, I thought that was going to be the ending. And I feel like we've been deprived of that. Yeah. So I'm sad for her that she doesn't get to finish the journey with these characters. That she starts, she's an original cast member. She she deserves yeah. to be there through, and that that really sucks. But you know, I I have been proud to be a single fan back when, and you know when she said, "I've never had fans before." Yep. You know, at at Peggy. Yep. Way back then, when so many people were there who were brown coats, yep. and the Stana Legion has grown, and so I I am proud to be a part of that, and I'm proud to be a part of this this group of people, and you know, the, and to support this character. And I know she's a fake character, like we've all we all know in our hearts that she's a fake person. Even Stana says she likes it when this character inspires. And to her, she's a hero. Beckett is yeah. a hero. And I, she's a hero to a lot of us. So those, yeah. those those moments still, and I haven't been able to watch it since the announcement, but I will at some point. And those moments will always be special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of like to think of that, too. Like, when you think of, oh, a moment, it's kind of like a just a collection of all these moments where you saw her slowly begin to open herself up to how she felt about him and it was a really really wonderful journey to watch her go on of going from this very angry and bitter jaded person who just like lashed out and didn't want anyone close by to evolving slowly but surely and sometimes taking steps backwards and sideways and zigzagging around but to come so far to this character who's just you know open to the possibilities of joy even on awful awful days like we just talked about with Fee and it was really something else to watch her go through that and like you said yeah I mean you know this we're still always going to be fans of Stana's and grateful that she brought us Kate Beckett and and brought us to each other in this community of fans where 
you know, I know that, you know, she knows we're here and that we're supporting of her, and I can only imagine that she, um, that it makes her, makes her happy to know that through this uh, character, you know, people have really come together and formed relationships and friendships all around the world. So, you know, that's one way we can honor Kate Beckett and by Stana to continue doing what we're doing here where we're, you know, operating within this community and supporting one another, uh, not just through the loss of a TV character, but supporting on one one another in, in real life and, you know, continuing our friendships and doing things like supporting HCP and, you know, literally healing at Children's Hospital and whatever other positive endeavor we want to embark upon together. I think that's the best way we can honor, you know, Stana and her and the character that, that she created that led us to where we are in, in life. So, hi. Uh, so thanks, Stephanie. Anything else well, that you want to add? No, just, you know, just like you said, we we will be here. Yeah. Been here since you know since the early days, and we're proud of this character on her behalf. We honor her, and we'll be there for whatever the future holds. Absolutely, you know? absolutely, whatever definitely. Characters need to happen for her. Mhm. Well said. Yep. We're here for we're here for the long haul with Sana. Mm-hmm. So. So thank you very much, Stephanie. Um, we've got Ellen and Brenda waiting in the wings. So let's bring Ellen and then Brenda, and then I think we'll probably wrap it up for the night after that, after you oh. and Mia get to go, of course, Cheryl. Okay. Sound good? Yeah, it does. Hang on. <laughs> I was yeah. clicking on the wrong thing. Here's Ellen. Hey, Ellen, Here's welcome Ellen. back to SPR. Hello. How is everyone? All right. How are you? Doing okay, doing okay. Had kind of a rough rough week here in Tennessee. We have a little girl that was taken by her uncle. Oh no! Yeah, nine years old. Is that the Amber Alert? Yep. It went off. Yeah, Yeah. it went off today. Yep. 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 So pray for Carly to come home. My my daughter (laughs) happens to be the good friends with her mother, so it's kind of a personal thing. Oh, my. Yeah. Definitely, but, definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> as far as one of my favorite Kate Beckett moments, um, you know, I, I love her dramatic, as a dramatic actress, um, um, but her comedy, or her just the little things. Um, I have the T-shirt for the um, Alakazam <laughs> jacket. Mm-hmm. I love that episode, and I loved I loved her in that episode because she, you know, that was the first glimmer I, I think I saw of how good she was at comedy, um, mm-hmm. and 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 the. Um, I think it was the Nikki Heat one where she was talking to the actress that was going to play Kate Beckett in the squad room. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she says, um, is, hey, is Castle gay? And, you know, she spits her coffee out. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, you know, that, that line where she goes, I have to go so over, over there. there. <laughs> 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 From you. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, 
I need to go over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there it is. And, um, of course, the dramatic ones are, you know, the scene in Killshot where she's alone in, in her apartment dealing with uh, the PTSD, as someone else has already mentioned, and also um, Belly of the Beast, even though it was very, very difficult to watch. I mean, I, every time her head went under, I, I I started choking because I knew I was... Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yes. And then she went and got... Didn't she go to a red carpet right after that that day? I couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah and that's after a day being dunked all day. <laughs> Incredible. And the fact that I think I think there was an article on that piece that um, the stunt woman was going to do those scenes, and Donna said no, she wanted to do them herself. So I thought that, yeah. was, that was that was really good. <clears throat> yeah. I did, when I got home this evening, I, I turned on TNT out of habit, and of course, always was on. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I started looking at it, and I thought, you know, I like I think someone else has already said, I'm not going to let season eight ruin the rest of, of uh, all the seasons of Castle for me. I just refuse to to let it do that. I I just blocked out everything from <clears throat> the end of season seven till the last couple of episodes. I did watch them, and they almost were uh, they were actually pretty good. Um, they were kind of like the old reminiscent of the old castles, but um, you know, in the back of your mind, you see this, and you know that. <laughs> This is not no more, never more. And um, but I will watch the last episode uh, just because it, it, it's like going by a car wreck. You don't want to watch, but you're going to look anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can I can understand that too. You want to you don't want to watch, but you you feel like you have to in some ways, mm-hmm. and not out of like a morbid curiosity, but out of just wanting to support her and kind of feel like you know I just I was thinking about that scene where you know when Roy when Royce was murdered and he was laying in the alley Mm -hmm. dead and Castle doesn't want her to go over and see him and she says if that were you there you know if that were me would you would you leave me there by myself and I kind of had a flash to speak earlier in the conversation we were talking about this odd feeling of not wanting her to go through this alone, even though, you know, again, yeah, just quote unquote, just a TV character, but you still have that, that urge to, you know, to be there for her and whatever it is that, however it ends, whether it ends in her, um, you know, dying or it's a question of what's going to happen and they try to, you know, make it a cliffhanger, um, whatever it is, I feel like there's a feeling of wanting to be there for her but but yeah and also just kind of going back to what you were saying um i love those funny moments too nikki heat's one of my favorite favorite episodes um and i just love those moments where sana really showed off how great she is at comedy she could be 
you know, doing, you know, you see, you know, episodes like in the belly of the beast where they're incredibly intense and, yeah, she's doing her own stunts and having her head repeatedly dunked on the water. Uh, and then she has that other side to her where she's makes you laugh out loud with how funny and, and really comedically gifted she is. So I love those episodes that really show that off. And Nikki Heat, I think, is probably like right there as like the pinnacle of, of comedy when it comes to how uh, to Beckett. It was a great episode all around and definitely one of my favorites for those Beckett moments. So so thank you, Ellen, and um, really hope that everything turns out okay for that, that little girl. It's very sad. but um, So thank you for calling in. And we have actually have two more callers. We have Brenda and we have Kate, who is also in the queue. So let's bring Brenda in here. Fine. Here she is. Hey, Brenda. Welcome back to STR. Hi, guys. Hey, Brenda. Hi, Brenda. Welcome, welcome. How are you? Um, I'm doing pretty good, I guess. How are you guys doing? All right. Can't complain, really. So I'm um, just enjoying the conversation and listening to you guys talk about your favorite Beckett moments. So I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear yours. What are What are a couple of your very favorite Kate Beckett moments? You know, it's really hard to narrow down to just a couple, but to be honest about it, I think the main thing that uh, after listening to everybody else without copying everybody else, I think the main thing that sticks out in my mind about Beckett as well as Donna as a whole is she always cares about other people. Mm -hmm. When she wins awards, she always puts the writers, and the other people in the show in front of her. She gives them the credit. In the show, yeah. as a character, she's always caring for the other people that she works with. I mean, I think my all-time favorite, naturally, is always in Cops and Robbers. And mm-hmm. just the amount of compassion she showed for Castle during that episode. But, I mean, looking back at all of them, though, I mean, Kill Shot... That episode, I know, was her favorite, but in all honesty, it showed her relationship with Javi, how close they were, and mm-hmm. in the ballistics, how she kind of took Ryan underneath her wing, you know, and kind of took him around to where she was going, letting him know that she supported him and what he was dealing with when his gun was taken over. Lucky Stiff, she had a nice little visit with Martha when she's trying to figure out how to spend her uh, inheritance from her mm-hmm. uh, fiancé or whatever. Mm-hmm. The final nail towards the end where uh, she was supposed to be going out for, I think, a uh, romantic dinner. With, and I yep. can't even think they got the same now. But instead, she offered, she took Castle in first place and offers to take him out for a drink after they just arrested his, one of his close childhood friends. Mhm. And so I mean, she's always putting everybody else ahead of her own self. Yeah. Whether it be in person or on the show. Yeah, and that's kind of what we had, um, you know, we were talking about earlier. Playing a character for so long, it must be sometimes the lines must get blurred between sometimes what's what's you and what's them and, you know, vice versa. And and maybe that's a little bit of that right there where, you know, just being 
who Stana is, this very selfless, giving person, I'm sure that really mm-hmm. kind of, you know, had bled over to Beckett. And even though that was probably already established by, you know, Andrew Marlowe and what kind of character he wanted and in talking with Stana about the work that they were going to do together to bring her to life, I'm sure that was something that, you know, she probably wanted to bring to the character of this person who isn't just out for justice at any cost where, you know, she's pushing people out of her way and stepping on whoever she needs to step on to get to where she's got to go, you know, at the end, justifying the means kind of an idea. But um, just this idea of someone who seeks justice in the best possible way, you know, for the most valiant of reasons. And because a lot of people, you know, justice is sometimes distorted and confused with revenge. And that's not ever been what she's been about, um, getting, you know, it's all about this idea of justice. And, you know, that's why one of my favorite Beckett moments is is when she finally gets to arrest Bracken. And Mm -hmm. that whole scene was just breathtaking and that the, the anticipation of it and watching how Sana played it of, that look in her eyes and Beckett's eyes of almost being in a, in a trance, like she was in a dream, like she had dreamt about it for so long and it was finally there and she could hardly breathe. Like you could, you could see her trembling um, in that moment. And it's just one of those you know, moments where justice is finally served and it's, it just kind of really takes her breath away and took my breath away anyway as, as a, you know, a viewer. So, um, yeah, but I, I do, um, I, I always love those moments too, like, like you brought up of her selflessness and putting others before herself, because that's such a huge part of who she, of who she is or was or however you want to say it. But yeah. 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 That's great. Like like I'm, I'm just really going to miss seeing her on TV every week. Yeah, I mean, we all will. It's like, why bother having TV now? <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah, it's just such a loss, such a loss for the show, um, and for viewers. You know, just losing a, a really fantastic character who's really come such a long way over eight seasons, and you don't necessarily see that kind of growth in a character on TV, and. Yeah. You know, so we'll miss yeah, her, I, I absolutely. Just, yeah, I just appreciate everything Andrew Marlowe and Terry did and Sana and the rest of the crew did to make the show yeah. what, it, what it is and was. Mm-hmm. To give us something to watch, worthwhile to watch, I should say. Definitely, definitely. A lot of hard work went into bringing this show to life and creating this character of Beckett. And, you know, I'm sure it was... For you know, for Mar- Andrew Marlowe's tenure, I think it was a real partnership between Andrew and and Stana and bringing in the directors of each episode and the writers, and this kind of team effort to decide you know how this character was going to be developed and evolved. And it's a pleasure to watch, and she'll be missed for sure. And that, saying that seems so like far removed and almost like very. I don't know, callous, like, oh, yeah, she'll be missed, but that's not, I really sincerely mean it. <laughs> like, it's heartbreaking to think of of her not being there yeah. every week. 
Um, there's one thing that I'm kind of wondering about. I was talking to a friend last night, and Andrew and Terry are doing something else with ABC, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. Called, called Take Two. That's going to be really hard. No, no, ABC did this Donna and trying to watch something else of Andrew and Terry's. I mean, it, I know, I'm sure it's going to be really good and everything, but it's like, what they did to their original show to begin with, it's almost like you want to drop kick them, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, yeah, so, I mean, I'm sure that Andrew and Terry, you know, it's, not, it's a loss for them, too, in a lot of ways. So, um, so thank you so much, Ellen, uh, for, Brenda. for calling it. Oh, sorry, Brenda, not Ellen. I, know. <laughs> I, was, just, I was just about to say not not Ellen Brenda, but thank you, Cheryl. Um, so well, thank you. Congratulations for Mia too, by the way. Yes. Yay, Mia. Yes. So thank you, Brenda. And um there she is. And we've got our last caller for the night is Kate. So let's bring Kate in. Kate, you're here. Welcome back to SCR. Hello, Kai. I was going to play your song, but we're running out of time. No, I'm kidding. Are you driving? <laughs> no, 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 no. This is this is not this is not an evening for a song. This I has know. been really this, this the discussion tonight has been really good. Like just for the record, Kathy, if you're still listening, you set the tone perfectly with your comments to to start mm-hmm. the call off. They were just great. Con- everyone's had great comments, but they were just great comments and and yeah. observations. And it's just been fun listening to everyone's you know, specific, specific moments and and stuff and just seeing what resonates with, with different people and and uh it's been a good it's been a good conversation. It's it's a crappy time to be a fan right now and and this certainly <laughs> this helps a lot. So Good. I'm glad yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. So weekly so, session well, according to Stephanie. <laughs> Yeah, right. Our group group therapy. You guys, you guys are like our version of Dr. Burke, right? I mean, yeah. We're 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 the except except without the the deep bedroom voice. We don't have that, not so much, but we have other things going for us. I'd say. Uh, (laughs) All right. So don't so don't ask. So don't ask me to pick it. I, there's no way to pick a theme. There's 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 too many. But um, but I will say, I mean, I think uh, I think for me, as I thought back through some of the the episodes and thinking about this, I I, I love you know flowers for your grave. I, I agree. I think it was Terry that said you know it's like one of the best you know the best pilot she's ever seen. I I, I love that episode still. Um, it's it's one of my top episode episodes, but. So you go in that episode from this, you know, there's three scenes that stick out for me, right? There's the the interrogation scene, right, where she's like, you know, you can just picture her as a fangirl just kind of like trying to give it to this guy, right? Um, And then the scene where they're, you know, where he's basically getting to her story and she doesn't speak anything and, and... just with her eyes, you can just tell that he's struck something, and and I know someone else already already talked about that one, um, but I think that just begins to show the depth of what that character has has experienced, and you're only 
you know, 35 minutes into the first episode. It's just, it's crazy. Um, and then you go to the last scene, which we all love that last scene, right? Because she she's had this give and take with this person, you know, for the last day or two, and she just tries to take control back of the of the situation and just kind of put him in his place. And, and it's just awesome because then you really see, you've seen that she has this vulnerable side, but then you just see her, you know, kind of give it to him and saunter off and be like, yeah, I just kind of put him in his place. And it's just <laughs> a great range. It's just a great range of a character, you know, yeah. in one episode. Um, and so that, I mean, that, always is is good but i mean a couple others that that stick out for me certainly when she's kind of breaking down her walls a little bit and and telling him about you know her mom's death and and her father's um alcoholism you know that certainly is is a great one um you know fool me once which is still one of my absolute favorite episodes just because it's such an aggravating episode for Beckett and she's so frustrated by all the twists and turns and and mm-hmm. stuff. But um their whole little The Con is still on The Con mm-hmm. is still on. Um and uh and you know the whole exchange with uh after after she clearly you know supposedly has date night, right? The whole exchange with, you know, what if I told you what if I told you that my date was with your book? And just the way she just pulls him in and was like, oh, you're so easy. You know, it's just moments like that where it's like, bam, when you know, really, you know, she's a huge fangirl. And hell yeah, she went back to to read the book. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I love that. I love, you know, Sucker Punch obviously has some great emotional moments around her and um, you know, her mom's killer and that sort of thing. But the scene at the end is still the look she gives him um, when they're sitting there over the 18 different types of, of food um, and, and just the way, I mean, that's like the one of the first times where she's really said, you know what, you annoy the crap out of me, but that's what I love about this. And, and that's why I want you around because you help me be something better than, than what I am. And, and you allow me to be a different person. And I think that's, you know, really starts to break down that that character and help her take some some big steps. So I love that last scene of uh of Sucker Punch. Yeah. Um you know, Deadly Affair, which is what the season 3 premiere, I, it just cracks me up just for a mm-hmm. multitude. Of, that has so many so many little looks and and faces and she's trying to be angry and she's trying to be frustrated with him, but she she you know he gets under her skin and she loves having him back and it's just crazy. Um, so I love that episode. I love Mickey heat. You know, people already, already talked about, about that one. Um, cops and robbers is one of my top three episodes ever. So the, the look when she finds him in the, um, you know, in the, in the bank, um, you know, one of the best shots and, and best faces, of 173 episodes. Yeah. Um, kill shot. I, Lizzie didn't, I, I, I guess Lizzie couldn't call in tonight, but I, I know kill shot, you know, the scene in the hallway is, is one of her, if not her favorite scene. And 
just shows the depth of not only the character and what she went through, but certainly Stana brings it in that in that episode. Um, and then I guess for me, you know, her Beckett's speech at the end of uh, uh, you know towards the end of Hollander's Woods last year, um, you know, where she's she just basically says, you know what, I don't really care what you guys think, do with me what you will, but. I have done my job the best I can. I have stood up for the, yeah. um, you know, for, for the the victims. I have, you know, done it with this awesome, you know, amazing man and partner by my side. And, That's and mine. <laughs> you can think it's a crazy kind of partnership, but you know, it works. And if that, you know, if if that doesn't work for you guys, then then so be it. But I'm not going to walk away from who I am and and you know what I've become and stuff. And and you know again, I think as a lot of us have said, whatever happens on Monday, that that to me is you know is the end of the is the end of the show and it it it's where it should have ended. And you know I I think it just was a remarkable opportunity to kind of wrap up and, and close that story but I love that that scene because that was really us getting to see the character of Beckett voice what we had seen over seven seasons which was this growth of of her character and the depth of you know what she has brought not only to the victims but you know to to herself and and to her partner and and all of her team so those are just some. Yeah. I know you said one, but I, I, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> one plus, one plus, one for each, one for each one of us. <laughs> well, thank you, Kate. I really, I, those are some great moments that you were able to highlight from further back to more recent, and I think that's a nice span of the Beckett growth spectrum that we've seen. So thanks. I really enjoy listening to that. I'm glad that you enjoyed the conversation tonight. And I feel like, you know, this is a good way to honor the character, not just dwelling on the gloom and doom of it all, but also to think back on these moments that inspired us or gave us chills and uh, made us really root for the character more and more. So thank you very much, Kate. Glad you'd call in tonight. And we're going to end our roundtable with Mia and Cheryl sharing their favorite Beckett moments. So, um, Mia, take it away. Okay, so I think um, the scene that stands out to me, well, one of the scenes that stands out the most to me is definitely um, the scene with um, Javi in uh, Killshot. I just love that scene, and I've always been drawn to the more, um, well, obviously the Beckett-centric episodes, but the more, like, emotional Beckett that, um, you know, Stana brought to life. And um, I just think that scene is so powerful and shows her in such a vulnerable place. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, I think there's a reason why that, that episode, you know, that, that they won the PRISM Award for that their mm-hmm. performances mm-hmm. in that episode. Um and so I'll I'll stick to the one just because of time, but um, yeah, that's definitely one of my favorites that I can just watch over and over. Yeah, and Sana is amazing. I just I can't believe. In conclusion. That, yeah, <laughs> I just I, in conclusion, Sana is amazing. Um, 
yeah, it's it's really it's hard for me to to believe <laughs> that <laughs> that uh, you know she's not going to be she's not going to be on our TVs anymore every week. It just doesn't seem right. Um, yeah, killing me slightly. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> go ahead, Cheryl. That was that was my one scene. <laughs> well, thank you. Mine thank is- you. Mine is the one that um, Kate spoke of, one of the ones Kate spoke of in Hollander's Woods. Um, The thing about this scene that really got me was how angry I was at watching it at first. And then, um, anyway, it's this scene where, um, it's 723, where Beckett is asked to run for the Senate. And from the beginning of that scene, I watched that scene probably about 20 times. I'd play it back and I'd play it again. I mean, I'd rewind it and play it again i think it's the surprise i wrote this down the surprise the hurt the pain the anger the pride the strength and then the love at the end when she just lets them have it and then you know in return that's what they were looking for and you know watching that i kept thinking yeah that's what i'm looking for the strong character that female character that you know Women can do it all these days. You know, we're not, um, you know, pigeonholed into certain categories or labeled certain categories. We can do a lot of things. And I think that scene kind of just the expressions on her face and those feelings that I had watching it, that really got me. So that's one of my favorites. So I had to pick that one. Um, but I guess just of the whole series for the entire every season, um, from the very first one, I'm like Terry. She hooked me with um, the scene in the um, Flowers for Your Grave where she says, I don't think you know me. You know, um, that the look she gives him is just, ugh. Anyway, is her care, so the whole season, it's her care for the victims. I mean, her justice for them, her, you know, staring at that murder board for hours and days and, you know, trying to figure out who did this and the care she gave with the families that, you know, had victims. You know, I, um, I like the one with spot, spot, spots or whatever, you know, and, you know, that family, she just kind of, she wanted to leave them with some, some kind of, you know, consoling feeling, you know. So anyway, so all over the entire show, which I don't know what I'm going to feel next Monday night. So, you know, I'll virtually be holding all of your hands while we watch this that are going to watch it um, and see what they do. I mean, um, it's going to hurt because just like you just said, Elena, it's going to be the last time we see Stana portraying Beckett on our screen. Um, obviously, we're so excited about all the other things that she has on in her future and on her plate already with these movies coming up. But definitely, um, I have to watch Monday Night because I feel like if I don't, I, I feel like I'm letting this You're like abandoning down. her. I know, and I won't do that. I won't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, everyone, for calling in tonight and sharing your uh, favorite Beckett moment or moments. And it was really nice, again, to, like I said earlier, to just really look back at these these favorite moments of all of ours. And I'm sure that as people are listening, they're thinking, oh, yeah, I love that moment, and that may remind me of this moment, which reminded me of this moment, and then we can <laughs> go on and on and on because it's really impossible to really choose one favorite so and that really speaks volumes to this character and how much we love her and what she's meant to us for all these seasons 
So let's see what happens next week. I mean, tune in, don't tune in. I'm not really sure. I mean, I know I'm going to, um, but I understand why people might not want to. Uh, So we'll meet here, though, next Tuesday, same time, same place, and we'll discuss (laughs) the season slash series, possibly finale. (laughs) What a mess of Castle. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. Thanks, Good, night. Good night. Thank Good you for night, listening everybody. to Donna Talk Radio. If you like what you heard, you can subscribe to our show and iTunes podcast so you'll never miss an episode. You can also access our show archives and additional information about STR at www.donatalkradio.com.